just after midnight, thousands celebrated what was once just a dream. Gay couples are tying the knot legally for the first time in Connecticut. And now in the past week, both Iowa and Vermont. Cheers in New Hampshire, where same-sex couples celebrated the first same-sex couple to legally wed in the nation's capital. And judges across the state will be opening their doors today. I'm glad that my parents are getting married. Big wins for same-sex marriage. Maine, Maryland, and Washington have become the first states to approve same-sex marriage by popular vote. This is a historic day for Maryland. The Defense of Marriage Act was struck down and Proposition 8 effectively invalidated. Again, legalizing same-sex marriage in California. Rhode Island and Minnesota are the latest states to legalize same-sex marriage. Same-sex marriages are being recognized in the state of New Jersey. And Hawaii will become the 16th state. New Mexico has become the latest state. A federal judge has struck down Oregon's same-sex marriage ban. A federal judge in Pennsylvania. And starting today, same-sex couples in Illinois can legally marry. The United States Supreme Court here in Washington has now decided not to hear appeals on same-sex marriage. The court's order immediately immediately ends delays on marriage in these states. More than half of all Americans now live in a state where gay marriage is legal. A federal judge has struck down North Carolina's gay marriage ban. We're going to take you to Alaska now. Now legal in the state of Idaho. Wyoming is the latest state. It's in Montana. South Carolina. Same-sex marriage officially became legal in the Sunshine State at midnight. A full-blown civil rights battle in Alabama. Now 36 U.S. states and the District of Columbia currently allow gay marriages. The, in a landmark decision, the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that states cannot ban same-sex marriages. What this means is that it is now the law of the land in the 14 states that now ban same-sex marriage. This will take a while. It won't be immediate. Hello, my name is Sydney and today I'm going to be talking about maternity leave rights in America for LGBTQ plus parents. So in 2015, the Supreme Court ruled that all states, in accordance to the 14th Amendment, must recognize and issue marriage licenses to all couples. This was a result of the case Obergefell v. Hodges. With this ruling, the U.S. became one of 28 and counting countries to legalize same-sex marriage. Today, the Pew Research Center estimates that over 111,000 same-sex couples are raising children. This does not include single parents who are identified as LGBTQ members or trans-straight parents. So, I was wondering, does marriage equality equate to equal parental protection, such as maternity leave? Addressing this question is going to be the focus of this podcast. First, let's take a look at maternity leave in the United States. While I was researching maternity leave in the U.S., I came across some pretty shocking statistics. To start off, out of the world's 196 countries surveyed by the United Nations, the U.S. is one of four that does not have federal regulations ensuring maternity leave. Yeah, that's not a great stat to have, but I thought I would dig a little deeper to see if this was true. And it is, kind of. The U.S. does not federally mandate maternity leave, however, it does have a program people can take part of if they qualify. This program is the Family and Medical Leave Act, or FMLA. The FMLA ensures job protection for 12 weeks after the birth or adoption of a child. However, it's important to note that not everyone qualifies for the FMLA. First, you must have worked for your company for 12 months, and in those 12 months, you must have worked a total of 1,250 hours. 
Additionally, you must work for a company larger than 50 people, and at least 50 people must live within 75 miles of the workplace. Alright, so if you meet all of the qualifications, you may be eligible for unpaid parental leave through FMLA. One positive, but also slightly negative thing about the FMLA is that it allows for non-biological parents to access leave. However, they aren't considered parents. They're in loco parentis, which kind of makes me a little angry. So, like, why can't both my moms just be considered moms? But anyway, that's aside from the point. While the FMLA provides some form of unpaid leave, most Americans access maternity leave through their employer's disability insurance. Yep, you heard me right. The U.S. considers pregnancy a disability. So here it's important to note that only biological mothers are able to access this right to parental leave. No fathers or non-biological parents. While the U.S. wasn't looking too great in my research, I thought I would compare the U.S. paternal rights to those of other countries. And it turns out we really, really, really aren't looking good. Growing up in a super rural-ish area of Florida was pretty rough with two parents because it was constantly the poking fun point for me, my sister, and my brother. However, at the heart of it, they did no better or no worse of a job than any other type of parents. So whatever people say about discriminating against LGBTQ plus parents because they don't deserve to be raising children is just wrong. My sister, my brother, and I are all great examples of that, and every other child I've met is an example of that. A child is going to have issues no matter who their parents are or how they were raised or anything, and they're going to have really great characteristics as well, no matter who their parents are and how they were raised or whatsoever. So this and that argument just seems invalid to me. That is my little rant for the podcast, so thank you. Denmark ensures 52 weeks of partial paid leave for both parents following the birth or adoption of a child. Finland allows mothers to take seven weeks off prior to their due date and then 16 weeks off after the birth or adoption of a child at full pay. However, this pay is from a maternal grant. It does not matter if the mother is employed or not. The other parent is insured 10 weeks full paid leave. Additionally, once the child turns three, parents are allowed to split time between work and home in order to help raise the child until they enter the, into the third grade. In Lithuania, the government allows for 156 weeks of leave split between the two parents. The first 52 weeks are at full pay, and the next 52 weeks are at 70% pay. It is also important to note that these regulations do not state what gender or sexual orientation a parent must be. These rights are provided for everyone. Now let's recap by comparing the U.S. to these three countries. The U.S. gives parents zero weeks of paid or unpaid leave and no job protection. In fact, roughly 25% of mothers in the U.S. are back to work after just 10 days of birth. So, how do cases where families are non-nuclear in the U.S. compare to these stats? First off, it's important to note that adoption in the U.S. roughly costs $50,000, and a birth costs, according to The Economist, around $11,000. This is more than it costs the royal family to give birth to Prince George. While many individual companies or states provide parental leave rights in the U.S., there are still problems. An article in Slate addresses the struggles LGBTQ parents go through while raising their children. Out of those previously mentioned 111,000 same-sex couples raising children in the U.S., a noticeable portion live at or below the poverty line. This seems like it may be a result of the lack of protection for new parents, particularly new LGBTQ parents, as same-sex couples are found to be four times more likely to adopt and six times more likely to foster a child than their straight counterparts, 
which as I noted before, are both extremely costly. You might ask, wait, what if the parents live in one of those states with parental leave or work for a company with leave protection? Well, some companies and states can still elect to not give these protections to LGBTQ plus parents. In the U.S., 30 states still do not have anti-discrimination laws that protect members of the LGBTQ plus community. When my mother gave birth to me and my sister, she was considered a single parent and was granted a fair amount of maternity leave. However, when she gave birth to my brother, she was then married to my other mom. Both of my parents were not granted any maternity leave, and my mother was back to work after a short two weeks after giving birth. The article I previously mentioned in Slate talks about the story of parents Whitney and Kristen who adopted their daughter in 2014. They said that after their adoption, their entire lives changed, but Whitney states that unfortunately, because of their jobs, not always in the ways we hoped. <clears throat> Both parents did not have supportive relatives to help them raise their children, nor were they able to take any family leave from their jobs. This is, com is a common trend within the LGBTQ parents community, where they are often left behind when it comes to protections, even though, according to the ruling of Obergefell v. Hodges, they should be treated the same as any other married couple raising a child. While I did focus on the lack of federally mandated parental leave programs in the U.S., it is important to note that while many are unable to get the rights to leave due to discrimination based on their sexual orientation or gender identity, it is important to note that over 80 countries in the world still criminalize homosexuality. Well, 80, 78 of these countries also provide a federal parental leave program. Now to recap and conclude this podcast. In 2015, the United States legalized marriage for all. The U.S. still does not have a federally mandated maternity leave. However, four states, California, Rhode Island, New York, and New Jersey, do mandate partially paid maternal leave. 30 states are able to legally discriminate against LGBTQ parents, resulting in a lack of rights for those parents, causing for many of these parents to struggle with raising their child and doing so in the manner they seemed fit. Extreme costs of birth and adoption in the United States, paired with the lack of protection for LGBTQ parents, can often result in these families living at or below the poverty line. So going forward, I think it's important to try and fight to ensure equal protection and rights for all humans in the United States in any way possible. Thank you for listening. Why?